You guys really are an incredible people, and I'm honored to get to be in the same family as you. I know that we all get adopted into God's family, but we get connected with certain people, and I'm just glad it was you. I don't know if you were glad it was me, but I'm glad that it was you. So we're going to start today, we're, we're stepping into week five of the way of peace, and, um, and we're, we're stepping, we've, we've, we've done quite a bit of, of um, practices and invitation to what the inward life is like. So we've been embracing that, you know, meditation and gratitude and contentment and Sabbath. And those are so vital because if we're going to be walking in the way of peace, our internal world is what manifests on the external. Um, But it does manifest. The kingdom of heaven is within you, but the kingdom of heaven has an effect as we live and respond to the kingdom. We bring the peace from the Prince of Peace because he resides in us. So we learn how to walk the way that Jesus walks, how to talk the way that Jesus talks, and how to act and speak the way that he speaks. And so, um, so we're, we're now sort of transitioning then into uh, the way of peace and how we do that on the external. So the next uh, four weeks starting today is going to be uh, pivoting then in the way of peace and an invitation to walk with Christ the way that he walks in our external practices. And so today we're going to talk about confession in community. Confession in community. So what we're going to do is just pick a person, just walk over and just start telling them the terrible things that you did as well as thought this week. So we're just going to take the next five minutes. Just pick, I'm kidding, that's not what we're going to do. But you guys, heard, you saw confession. It's probably the first thing that came to mind. It was like, yee, what does that mean? Well, it it's more than one thing. It's more than one thing. Confession is multi-dimensional. It's a beautiful word. And I want to talk about some of that confession and community because it's an invitation for us to share in the testimony of Jesus Christ. We actually confess with our mouth and believe in our heart that Christ Jesus is Lord. And that's the beginning part of how we come into the kingdom is that we not only believe it, but we confess it. We speak it. And we walk that out. Our life is a confession of our faith. Um, and, and our habits are a confession of our faith. So it's this dynamic and powerful part of what we're doing. So confession in community. So let me, let me pull out, I think, one of the, my, well, it's one of my favorite scriptures ever. It's John 17. I want to walk through John 17 this morning. I want to invite you to see this from a perspective that to me is just, uh, man, this is just filling my heart to overflowing with some beauty. So I hope you get to read this in a, in a at least a very least will refresh it today, but maybe you'll catch something in it that's, that's new. Maybe a part of your heart will hear something it hasn't heard before or, or hear it at a depth it hasn't heard before. Jesus is praying for the disciples and this is right before he's about to go to the cross. He's about to win a complete victory. He's about to give his life for us. He's about to die the death that humanity deserved to die because of sin and pride and, 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 and cruelty and hubris, which is still pride. It's just another flair. It's kind of a spicy part of pride. He's going to pay the price, right, by dying the death that we deserve to die, the collective sins of humanity after being deceived by the evil one and aligning ourselves with his purposes and giving all authority over to the enemy. Jesus is coming to redeem us back and to redeem back the earth from the curse. And he's getting ready to go to the cross. He knows that's going to happen. He knows he's about to redeem things. And as he's getting ready for that, he's with his disciples and he starts praying for them. And this is his prayer. We're going to start up in his prayer here on verse 20. I do not ask on behalf of these alone. I do not pray for these alone, 
but also for those who will believe in me through their word, that they all may be one, as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that you sent me. So he says, I don't pray just for these alone, because he's praying for the disciples, right? He's there with the 12, and he says, I'm not praying just for these guys, but I also pray for those who will believe in me through their word. Now, you and I are actually reading their words. So Jesus is praying for us in this prayer in John 17. He's saying, Lord, I'm praying for Christ Center, the ones that are believing in the words of my disciples, and we're reading this in John now. This is happening right now. Isn't this amazing? So he's praying for us, and then he says that they, meaning us, Christ Center, this tribe, this people, in this time, I'm praying that they all may be one, as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be one in us, that the world would believe that you sent me. So Jesus prays this prayer for us, and he's, and, he's, and he's laid this out, and we've talked about this in the past, but he's laid it out that the validity of the message that the Father sent Jesus will be known to the world based on our ability to be one together and with him. That's pretty amazing, isn't it? And it's an incredible thing to think about that Jesus is saying, I'm praying for Christ Center who believe in me through this word that Christ Center would all be one as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be one in us that the world may believe that you sent me. Can you receive that? That's a pretty strong thing, isn't it? That, pe- that the world would look at how we're one together with each other and with God. Not just, I think a lot of us read this from a, from a pretty individualistic um, lens, right? We get this idea like, yes, I will be one with the Lord. Like, that's not hard. That's not hard to imagine, really. I mean, it's like, yeah, God loves me. He gave his son for me. And so I'm going to be one with the Lord. I mean, maybe not you. You're kind of, mm, but I know I'm good. I'm one with the Lord. I don't need you people with your, you know what I mean? It's easy to go that direction, isn't it? But he didn't pray that. He didn't pray that just red crab and Jesus and the Father and the Holy Spirit would be one. He prayed that we together with red crab and Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit would be one. This is his prayer. This is happening right now. And then he didn't even stop there. He said that the world would then believe that you sent me, meaning that if we're not one, the world actually won't believe that the Father sent Jesus. That's pretty strong. I want to keep going, so let's just, you guys, but you guys, you're, you're seeing this. Now, and then he uses this word, and I love this word. And the glory which you gave me, I've given them. Who? Us. The glory that you've given me. And then he starts breaking it down. Listen to this. The glory which you gave me, I've given them, that they may be one, just as we are one. I'm going to go a little further, and then I've got a couple things I want to point out. I and them, and you and me, that they may be, be blah, 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 blah. I went into tongues there. Hang on, let me interpret. I and them, and you and me, that they may be made perfect in one, and that the world may know that you sent me. So then he says it again. Them, they being made perfect in one, together, I and them, you and me, perfect in one, that the world may know that you sent me and have loved them as you have loved me. This is just, 
There is treasure everywhere right here, okay? But let's catch this. The glory. Say glory. Okay, let's say it one more time. The glory. Okay, so the glory which you've given me. Jesus is saying, Dad, the glory that you gave me, I have given to these people, to Christ Center, to Willamette Christian, to First B, to all those that believe, okay? So the whole body of Christ, I've given them the glory, but since we're here talking about it, we'll just go with Christ Center right now, okay? So, Lord, Father, the glory that you gave me, I've given to Christ Center, that they may be one just as we are one. And, and what does he mean by that? I in them, so Jesus is in us, you in me, so the Father's in Jesus who's in us, that they, us, can be made perfect in one, they, us, Christ Center, is one, and then because we're one, because the, Jesus is in us and the Father is in Jesus, and then that gives us the power to be made perfect as one, together, then the world may know that the Father sent Jesus, and it doesn't stop there. He sent Jesus and have loved us together as much as the Father loves Jesus. And us being one causes the world to see the glory of God that makes us one and that proves that the Father loves us as much as he loves Jesus. Us being one proves that the Father loves us as much as he loves Jesus. And the glory of God that he gives to us is to be together as one in him, not apart, together. The glory of God is to be together. There's a scripture and it says this. It says, all have sinned and fallen short of what? All have sinned and fallen short of? What did we just find out that glory is? We just found out that the glory of God is that we would be together, in him, together, one. We are called to be a community with God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, and each other. The confession of community is the confession of Jesus Christ. The gospel of the kingdom is that we are one together, and that's the glory of God. And when we fall short of being one together, this is the invitation to the way of peace. The way of peace is to be together with God, together with each other, in unity, exuding, embracing, and exhorting, and showing the love that we have for him and for each other in unity is the glory of God. It's the gospel of the kingdom. That's the good news. The glory of God is shown in that. And to fall short of the glory of God is to fall short of being together in community with God and each other. Are you seeing that? Let me, let me come at it from another angle here. 
all of the commandments that we see, it says we're a tutor to teach us about the love of God and about sin. Now we think of sin and we kind of think of like this list of like, you know, don't do these things. Almost like they stand on their own, just sort of like a, a list of just like, hey, don't do that. You know, don't, don't stick your finger in a mouse trap. Uh, don't covet your neighbor's wife. Don't lie about stuff. Don't murder people, right? Don't steal things. And you're like, yeah, that sounds bad. We should not do that. But there's something behind that that motivates why we wouldn't do that. And Jesus was asked this question by the Pharisees, and in his time they said, what's the greatest commandment? And Jesus says, love God with all your heart, strength, and mind, and then the second is like it, love your neighbor as yourself. And he says, in this, in this, all of the law and the prophets are summarized. And what he's saying is this, he's, he's actually pointing towards the glory of God is that we're together as one in the Father with each other in perfect community, in perfect relationship, not falling short of loving each other in perfect community. And all of those lists of what not to do, all those things destroy relationships. How many of you know that if you're coveting your neighbor's wife, you're not a very safe person in the community? Are you with me? How many of you know that if you're lying, you're, you're not helping the relationship and the unity of the, of the people of which you are one with God and with each other. You're doing things that are destructive to the relationship of the community. Do you, do you see that? You're breaking that relationship. So they're not arbitrary rules of just sort of like, don't be bad. No, the point is, be glorious. You're invited into the way of peace. You and I are invited to be sharing in the glory of God, which is what? The glory of God is to be one with God and each other. And Jesus was, is praying for us in John 17. And he says, Father, I pray for Christ Center, for all of those that believe, that they could share in my glory, that they would be one as we are one, and that they would know, Father, that you love them as much as you love me. Are you guys seeing this? What an extraordinary invitation for each of us. Now, just let, let, I want to meditate on that for one second before I go to the next point here, because it was just blowing my mind that they would be made perfect in unity. Um, uh, go to the next verse. That they may be made perfect in one, that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them as you have loved me. That they would know, both the world and us, this is our message, this is the glory of God that Jesus is praying that we would have, that we would know that dad loves us as much as he loves Jesus. Just turn to your neighbor and say, dad loves me as much as he loves Jesus. Say it again, dad loves me just like he loves Jesus. We're going to do it one more time. Dad loves me the same as Jesus. It's like, let that sink in for a minute. The glory of God is that the world would know that our dad loves them as much as he loves Jesus. And the glory of God is that they would find out about it because they see this community loving each other as much 
as the Father loves Jesus. That I look at you and I say, the glory of God is me and you loving dad and loving each other the same way that dad loves Jesus. And that, and that, and that, and it's not negotiable. You're not, what's the word that I'm looking for? Disposable. There's no disposable people. You're not just like, well, maybe you're in, maybe you're not. I don't care. I don't care. Whatever. Moving on. No. No, he's actually saying, this is love, right? This is love, that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. We're invited into that same glory that we get to lay our lives down for each other. We're living sacrifices. Is this making sense? So, so this is the invitation to the way of peace is that we are invited to actually need each other. Now, the way of the world that, that falls short of the glory of God is this idea of independence, that I, that I can actually get to this point where I don't need anybody. How many of us have been a part of that before, right? We had this idea like, I'm just gonna get smart enough and rich enough and healthy enough that I won't need people anymore because then they won't let me down and I'll be okay. And it sounds, it sounds pretty good. The only problem is it's absolutely sinning and falling short of the glory of God, meaning it's falling completely short of what you're actually designed for which is to share in the glory of God, which is to be one with him and his body, which is us. Which means I need you, and you need me, and there's no way around that actual need. Turn to your neighbor and say, I need you. I know it's scary, isn't it? Some of you are like, I ain't saying that, it's crazy. No, you do, we, I need you. I need you, I am completely interdependent. And, and why? Because God exists in an interdependent way. He is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. What did Jesus say? Well, in fact, while he's praying this, why is he praying to the Father? Because he actually needs the Father to answer the prayer. What did Jesus say when he walked on the earth? I can only do what I see my Father doing. Who was hovering over the face of chaos when he created the heavens and the earth? The Holy Spirit. He exists in an interdependent relationship. You could almost say that God is community. Are you seeing what I'm saying? There's three, and they're one. And we get invited to be the fourth as the body of Christ. And the glory of God is that we get to do that. Isn't that beautiful? And so, so, when we, so I want you to think of sin, maybe not so much from the sense of like, oh, nuts, you know, I sinned again, I'm all dirty and gross. It's like, no, 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 Jesus dealt with dirty and gross. When we fall short of the glory of God, begin to see it as like, am I falling short of the glory that I'm actually invited into, which is to be in community with God and others in a way that's, that's so marked and beautiful by his love. I, my, my covenant is so deep, and I understand the glory of God so much, the world actually looks at what we're doing, and it's like they're looking into this community of peace, this community of love that goes beyond circumstances, this community of, now, love doesn't always mean just like, oh, oh, everything's wonderful. No, love, love is actually confrontive sometimes. Love, in fact, read 1 Corinthians 13, right? Love, love is not proud, doesn't keep a record of wrongs, is not easily offended, it doesn't seek its own, it doesn't keep a list of wrongs. Did I say that one again? I think I said it twice, it's really important. 
right? And it never fails. Why? Because it just keeps coming back. Because the glory of God is that we would be one. We fight for that connection. We, we work for that connection. If we don't see somebody, we reach out to them. See, the opposite of love is not hate. The opposite of love is ambivalence. The spirit of this world is this independent idea of like, you just do what works for you. But the spirit of God is, I love you and you are essential to my father's heart and to this family and to this community. And if you're missing, then something's missing. We're not gonna just go on without you. Love, love is willing to risk the pain of momentarily hurting your feelings so that long-term we can share in the glory of being one because Christ is being formed in all of us together, right? Think about those scriptures, right? It says this, he is faithful to complete the good work that he's begun in each of us until we together grow into the maturity and the stature of the fullness of Christ, not apart, together. Do you see that? So that's why these words then, this confession and community start to make sense because we go, Oh, the glory of God is actually shown within the context of this covenant relationship to be with God in community. And it's only through that that the gospel of the kingdom is actually being truly taught and preached. If we just say, oh, pray a prayer and go to heaven, that is not the gospel. It's that we, we pray a prayer and begin a relationship where Christ begins to be formed in us and we become one with God uh, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, and his bride together. And we go through that process of showing his glory by being one. We actually bring the kingdom of heaven to earth. We bring the way of peace to earth until he comes and finishes redeeming the whole planet and the whole rest of, the, the whole rest of it. But we, we actually release the glory of God now through that community. So if we're trying to preach a gospel that doesn't actually have this community of the glory of God shown in our community and our being one together, we're not preaching a true gospel. You see that? We're, we're falling short of the glory of God. The glory of God is that we walk together, that we love together. Now, how many of you guys are like, man, that sounds amazing, yet at the same time you're like, I don't know how well I do that. I mean, right? I, I love you guys, but, uh, you know, I mean, sometimes you're pain, as am I. Sometimes I'm scared to hurt your feelings. Sometimes I'm scared that if I tell you that, that the thing that you're doing, the thing you're real excited about right now is actually dangerous for you. And then, then in those moments, in, you know, when I'm, when, I'm, when I'm thinking it from that perspective, I, I, I kind of want to agree with the world, right? That, that it's just okay to be ambivalent. Like, you do you, man. You do you. But you know what? The spirit of the world says you do you and says that, you know, the example I heard was a great one, right? It's like, if I love you, but I don't care what happens to you, that's not love, that's ambivalence. Like, you know, if you've come to me and you say, hey man, the, my, the, the greatest prayer wish of my heart of hearts is to get my friends together and play, you know, blindfold hide and seek tag on the I-5. I just, I've always known that my, my heartiest of hearts is just always desired to do that. And I know it's my destiny. And I'm like, well, hey, you do you. Who am I to say anything, man? You, just, you need to live your life, man. You, you only live once. Do your thing, you know. It's all good. That's not love. That's ambivalence. That's me saying I don't care if you get hit by my sister-in-law on her way to work tomorrow. <laughs> Sorry. Could have, could have been any of you. Now, that's not love. 
Love says it's the glory of God that we're in community together. And, and I, I want to I question your premise. I want to tell you that that's actually dangerous for your life, that the long-term outcome of the direction that you're going doesn't line up with these scriptures. Let's look at these together. And isn't that what we've been meditating on, right? It's, we're stirring each other up to good works. We're walking together in love. It's not all, um, it's not all, it's not all affirmation. It's affirmation and exhortation. It's correction and comfort coming from the scriptures, because he didn't say that the glory of God is that we're one without him. It says the glory of God is that we're one with him. So therefore, all of scripture becomes the map, and we can point each other towards it. Are you guys seeing this? And then, and then I started to say it and, and distracted myself with the I-5, but w- to the degree that we begin to realize, okay, my love does actually fall short sometimes. I mean, sometimes I really hit the mark and show, show the glory of God. And it's super cool. It's especially super easy to love you when you're being awesome, which most of the time we all are. And it's just like, you know, just it's amazing. It's so fun. But it gets hard sometimes. And especially when you hurt my feelings, Jason Haig. And so at that time, my natural love runs out, right? Jesus talked about this. He goes, what, is it, what's the, what does it matter if you just love people that love you? Even the world does that. What does it matter if you bless people that bless you? The, the whole world does that. That's not even about other people. That's just about you. He says, I actually have something more for you. So the glory of God, when we're being called to that, that we don't fall short within community. And again, this is where we're learning how to be in unity and community is to recognize our need for God himself to bring about the same power that raised Christ from the dead, the Holy Spirit, we can tap into that and say, Jesus, you actually prayed for me that I would share in the glory that you have, which is to walk in community and to love others the way that, Dad, you love them. Are you guys seeing this? You prayed, Jesus, that I would love others as much as Dad loves them, which means that I need him to answer that prayer. So, so it's okay for us then. Uh, John 13 says this, a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another even as I have loved you, that you also love one another. And by this, all men will know that you're my disciples if you have love for one another. This is an invitation to see what God desires and requires of himself and us, is that we, we actually love each other like Jesus does, and when we run into our own natural boundaries, which we will, I'm not saying, help, I'm saying our own natural capacity, we run out of capacity, which we will, then we can actually, we can pray this prayer, Jesus, help me to go do the right thing right now. Help me to stay in community right now. Help me to have this hard conversation right now. Help me to bring this scripture that I actually know speaks directly to this in a way that my brother or my sister can receive. But help me not to be ambivalent right now. Help me to not just stand back and let them go play hide and seek tag in traffic. Help me, God, because I'm running out of my own love right now. I'm actually a little more scared of being rejected at the moment than I am about not being one with my brother or my sister. Are you, are you guys seeing that? And so in that degree, it's like, I don't want to fall short of your glory, Lord. I want to share in your glory that we would stay in that place of peace, in that way of peace where together we're actually showing the glory and the goodness of God because we're moving forward. Now, I've drilled down quite a bit specifically on this area of probably healthy confrontation. 
but there's a great scripture that talks about that where it says in Ephesians, be renewed in the spirit of your mind, put on the new self, which in the likeness of God has been created in righteousness and holiness of the truth. Therefore, laying aside falsehood, speak truth, each one of you with his neighbor, for we're members of one another. I gotta tell you that when we first enter into sharing in God's glory and becoming one, and he's shaping Christ in us, there are certain things that we can get away with when, when we are still independent and just do whatever we want whenever we feel like it, right? Because we can talk ourselves into anything when we're alone, huh? Any addicts in the house, raise your hand. Um, I can't believe no one raised their hands. We can justify a whole lot when we're on our own, but that's the spirit of the world. That's the spirit of independence. But interdependence says, wait, I actually want you to tell me the truth because I can't see everything that I need all the time. The glory of God is that I actually need you to tell me. And then, and then on the other side is the glory of God is that you can actually do things in our community that I can't do. So when we're in covenant together, your victories become my victories. The gift that you are to our cities becomes a gift that I get to share in because I'm one with you. When you're serving on the police department, I'm serving on the police department. When you're serving on the school board, I'm serving on the school board. When you're serving at Bymart, I'm serving at Bymart. Jesus is at Bymart. Jesus is on the school board. Jesus is at the police department. Jesus is selling houses in, in, in Junction City and in Eugene. Are you with me? I can go on and on. But suddenly, I become one with you, and the glory of God is manifested in all these manifold ways because we're interdependent together. When we're divided, all I have is what this guy has and my, my one-dimensional relationship with the Lord. If I'm with you, I have a multi-dimension. I get, I get all the dimensions of his goodness and his gifts shown in the body. If I'm without you, I, I have one, one facet. Are you with me? Can you guys receive this word? Is this encouraging? So the invitation today is to, is to recognize, first of all, the glory of God is that we be one in community. And we continue on and we guard that and we understand that it was actually his highest calling is that we would be completely reconciled to him and to each other. And the message of the gospel of peace is that very thing, that we can be one together with him and each other. And that that is what the earth looks around and says, you, you have a hope that I do not have. You have a power and a strength that I don't yet understand, but I want to. And then lastly, when you and I see those places, because we're in, we're in process together, that's why we need each other. When we see those places, we don't run from it. We recognize our own needs, and we say, Lord, to the degree that I'm falling short of this glory, of being open and honest and growing in community, to that degree that I want to run away, or, 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 I, or I don't want to stay engaged, or I don't want to make this a priority, God, would you give me more grace would you give me by your Holy Spirit the courage to, to stay, to stay, to stick with it, to love like you love? Because he wants to pour, the glory of God is to pour that same love that the Father loves us just like Jesus. He wants that same love that we would love each other just like Jesus. Amen? So let's continue together. Let's continue in these, in these groups. Let's continue in that beautiful promise wherever two or three are gathered in my name. There I am in the midst. That's what we're doing. He's right there in the midst and we are demonstrating and engaging in the glory of God that Jesus himself prayed 
that we would receive and that we would share in. Amen? All right, why don't you stand your feet? I want to pray for you. The Father loves you as much as he loves Jesus. He loves you just like Jesus. Father, I want to thank you so much that you've invited us into the way of peace. That you've invited us, Lord, not just independently to you, although we get to always speak with you personally and privately, but also on top of that, you've shared your glory with us that we get to be one with you and each other. And I pray for greater grace, Lord, that we could love one another with this love that you're giving. I pray for blessing and healing as we continue to love, Lord, that you would give us the strength and the courage of your Holy Spirit as we continue to heal and to hope, as we continue to be a community, Lord, together with you, that the world would know that you are Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Amen. If you need prayer today, uh, please come up to the front. We'd love to pray for you. God bless you guys. Have a wonderful time in your groups this week. And uh, thank you so much for coming and worshiping together today. It's good to be one with you.